Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com and the author of the uh, new book, a new book called uh, The United States of America According to Trump. Uh, welcome, Bill O'Reilly. I, I, I want to start with this. You've, you've uh, done an updated message of the day, which is 10 ways the impeachment process is hurting every single American. Let's start there. All right, it's the United States of Trump back. I know Whatever. it's a complicated thing. It is. Um, you know, just I didn't read with, it. I haven't seen it. I you, don't. you read it and confer <laughs> with Pat, and Pat will tell you. You see, if I was, if I, I want your listeners to know before we get into the heavy duty stuff, if I were advertising on Beck, the United States of Trump, paying him money. I still he would it. be he would know the title nope. and he could tell you the title backward nope. okay <laughs> nope. he'd be sitting in the uh, you're the one that chair. still wrote the book wait you're the one who still wrote the book i wrote the united states of trump right every but i mean word. in in this in this scenario where i'm doing advertising you're paying me to do it yes, and yes. you are the author of the book uh, yes, yeah. and I am telling Still everyone remember. that you would not boot <laughs> not the enough title money. of the book nope. if you were being paid. You are wrong, Mr. O'Reilly. But let's get <laughs> let's get to the uh let's get to the ten things on how the impeachment yes. is is actually hurting the average American. Yes. Um there's nothing good about this, number one. And and if you see uh other people celebrating impeachment, um you need to just pull them aside and say, Do you understand? that we all are in this together in this country, that um, we have to have a functioning federal government trying to solve vexing problems, that we must have a robust economy to support 330 million people, most of whom want to improve themselves. Do you understand that destroying the office of the presidency, not just the president, but the office of it, is counterproductive to freedom. Do you understand any of that? And you'll get silence, because this isn't the way impeachment is being presented. This is awful. You know, I said earlier this week, um, Bill, that this impeachment, the all of the so-called evidence that they're presenting on TV is not evidence. And this is really reminiscent of the glove in O.J. Simpson's case. African-Americans wanted O.J. Simpson to be innocent. So it it would be a win for them because of history of, you know, blacks getting crushed by the system. They wanted this guy to beat the system. And so the glove was it didn't have really anything to do with the evidence. They had blood stains and drops in his car. They had DNA evidence, everything else. But the glove gave them permission to say, yep, he's innocent. And the well, same thing, the jury, certainly a jury uh, thought that. Right. But um, the same thing is happening here with this. This phone call is giving permission to people who want Donald Trump to be out. It's giving them an easy way of even though it's not based on any fact of, yep, he, we win. He's out. Sure. And that's what it's all about. The destruction of Donald Trump um, and whether it's Russian collusion or impeachment or whatever they'll come up with next, abuse of power, it is a game now. It's a game, all right? So someone's going to have actual board game, like Monopoly, and then you roll a dice, and then you'll stop on a square, and the square will say, Trump did this, 
Okay, it's ridiculous. Now, I'm not in the business of defending Donald Trump, even though I wrote a book on him, a fair book. It's not a pro-Trump book, but I'm in the business. By the way, if you're looking for a great book to read, uh, Bill wrote that book uh, called uh, The Country According to the President. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) The Little Red Book by Mao Zedong. (laughs) There you go. All right. All right. So... I'm in the business of trying to improve America, and I've always been in that business, and that's why I'm successful. So whether it's books or commentary or radio, whatever it may be, and I'm seeing this as, number one, a division in the country now based on hatred of one individual. Now, there is a system attached to the individual. I understand that. But when you got a guy like Adam Schiff, by the way, I, I am counting my um, trick-or-treats. I went as Adam Schiff last night, and it was not easy getting a shirt three sizes too big. <laughs> not easy. Right. I, well, I get it. Yeah, good for I, you. I scared every urchin. Urchins were screaming. Blood that is crazy. So yeah. did, you, did you see the uh, news that we know, we think we know who the whistleblower is now? I know, I reported last night. We know. Yeah. It's so, a 33-year-old Yale guy who's a hate Trump guy who worked uh, in the deep state and still is in Langley, Virginia, um, who was associated with Biden and with other people and has two best friends working for Adam Schiff. And so it's a total con. It's a total con. I haven't con. heard anything about him in, for three weeks. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting, uh, Bill, is... Uh, he is connected with Chalupa, who was who's a main figure on our chalkboard. And uh, we did the chalkboard uh, about a month ago. Five, I think it was five days later is when they said, yeah, we're don't worry about that. We've got another whistleblower. And as we yeah, find out now, 15, this 15 guy whistleblowers, right? Yeah, this well, guy is connected directly to the storyline of our chalkboard. He is this, evidence that it's true. If this were a criminal case, it would have been thrown out. Yeah, easy. It would have been thrown out. Everything's gone because the original complainant is a fraud. So it's gone. What it's does over. it say to you that yesterday not a single Republican voted for this? Big time for a win for Trump. And the reason is that there are senators like Romney and Murkowski who hate Trump, hate him, and would vote to remove. Now they can't, because if they do, they'll be blackballed by their own party. And nothing um, would make me happier. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, politics is politics, but I was surprised. I thought there would be a, a couple of Republican congressmen. Uh, to vote for the inquiry. Remember, this was a vote to continue the inquiry, to continue compiling evidence of a possible uh, misdemeanor and high crime. Not it, one person, not one not witness is said that it is a, a crime. Not one. Yeah, so that is emboldened Donald Trump. So let me give you some insight and focus. You know, I know him pretty well. I'm very good sources. So there was a big meeting after the vote in uh, the White House. And why well, I shouldn't say big, because there aren't a lot of advisors in there. Anyway, mm-hmm. Trust Mulvaney. Mulvaney is going to be gone in you know, a matter of very short time. Mulvaney's out. Um, so there's a meeting about five or six people he trusts. And they basically sat around and they said, look, um, now let's let this go forward because we have Nunez. And this is a big key 
um, that every American should know. Nunez is stronger than Schiff. So Nunez is the minority guy on the House Intel Committee, all right? Devin Nunez from California. He's stronger than Schiff. So it's him and Schiff that will direct the questioning, Nunez and Schiff. And then in the summaries and the, and the leaking to the press, it's Nunez and Schiff. Nunez will be on Fox News every second of every day. All right. And so they're, they believe that Nunez is going to kick Schiff's butt mm-hmm. all over the place. And this is going to directly lead to the reelection of Donald Trump. So they're happy. This is the first time that the president's been relieved. I mean, I, last time we talked last week, I said I was worried about him personally um, because it was taking some emotional toll on him. Now he's almost buoyant in the yeah. sense that he believes this whole thing has turned after yesterday's vote. I would agree. I, I think this week was a turning point in this, um, and I think it's going to get worse and worse for the Democrats. Um, with one exception. What do you think is going to happen with John Bolton? Because it's very they, interesting. Yeah, they keep yeah. they keep holding him out like, oh, he's uh, he's going to be the the death knell for you know, uh, I, I, Donald Trump. I don't I don't know the ambassador that well. I never used him on the O'Reilly Factor, not once. Hmm. And the reason I didn't use him, very smart guy, very smart, was because he I knew what he was going to say. I knew it. I mean, it was there was never a surprise, never a nuance. He was yeah, but he wasn't. He was not a guy who was parroting uh, a lot of other people. I mean, hard right view of foreign policy. Correct. All right, and and I didn't I didn't use any hard left people either. I never did. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the dilemma for John Bolton. Bolton, you can't assume that he has any regard for Donald Trump. We can't assume that. I mean, he doesn't like him because it didn't end well in the White House for him. But if he goes in and crushes Trump, and he could, he could, he's dangerous um, in the sense that he knows a lot of things. Um, He will alienate himself from his entire ideological structure. He will be a pariah in this country. I think he's he's on that road already. And but he knows way. that he there's not going to be any anywhere for him to speak, speaking engagements, no book audience for him, no comeback on Fox News, none of that. So he cuts himself off. Now the Trump administration has anticipated the worst. They don't know. Nobody knows what Bolton's going to say. So the, the counter to Bolton is Pompeo. And you saw that this week as well. Pompeo came out and said, look, I was on the call. And we didn't deviate out from what our policy for the Trump administration is. So they'll put Pompeo up against Bolton. And Pompeo's strong. Remember, ex-CIA chief. All right? He's strong. But so th- do, does this danger there. does this boil down bill really to um an extreme disagreement in the policy of the state department and the state department just saying we don't work for Donald Trump even though they do we don't work for Donald Trump and Donald Trump's not going to get involved and the state department engaging in some really nasty stuff over in the Ukraine well, the State Department now is very simpatico with, with 
President Trump. I mean, because mm. Pompeo is a Secretary of State. They're buds. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean those long-term players. Okay. For instance, but the they don't whistleblower. have any access other than uh, leaking whatever. There, there are two people that Donald Trump deals with uh, every day: Vice President Pence and Pompeo. Those are the only two, and they're both very loyal to him. And as long as they stay there, as long as he has them, he can use them to go out and, and negate a Bolton. Now, as for your question about the State Department and the Justice Department and everybody else, mm-hmm. they all hate Trump. Mm-hmm. They've hated him from day one. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's why you saw the whistleblower. Yes. This guy was, was working f- to undermine Trump from the very beginning. Oh, he's the guy who said that, uh, that uh, Putin and Trump... Um, you know, Putin told Donald Trump to fire Comey. He's the yeah, guy who started all of that. This guy is is, is an activist. Yeah. He's an activist. Very bad. Very bad. But Shrimp uh, Schiff is in trouble because he went to Schiff because his two best friends work for Schiff. Right. I mean, it's really bad. Okay, more with Bill O'Reilly, the author of Me Right Book About President Guy. Uh, <laughs> going up in just a second. It's the Glenn Beck program with Pat Gray sitting in for uh, Mr. Uh, Stubergear, who is out in Disneyland. I want to see Star Wars. I want to see Star Wars. So he's out. Uh, welcome, Bill. How are you? Uh, I'm the same, and uh, I wish I were with Stu. Um, mm-hmm. And Stu may never come back. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, just quickly get your thoughts on uh, Congress uh, going up and finally making a statement about the Armenian genocide? Except for a couple of people, including Elon Omar, who said, I can't comment on this when we're dealing with what Americans did to Native Americans and the slave trade. Mm. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I have to confess, I don't know much about the Armenian slaughter, um, so I can't really bring anything really? Uh, to, to the discussion. But I can tell you that, you know, the radical left in America is the conservative movement's best friend because these people are so loopy, mm-hmm. so insane that even even the um, people who don't subscribe to to information like they say, I don't want any information. I I don't want to know anything. I'll never watch or read any news. Even they go, you know, these people are stupid. Did you catch uh, Barack Obama uh, criticizing the woke? Oh, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. You know, I'm telling you, you're too tough on Obama. Uh, Obama, there's something about him, and I know him pretty well, that can't stand this phony garbage. And I'm glad he did what he did yesterday. I am too, but he's the guy who started it. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. Oh, come on, man. He wasn't involved with the cultural woke movement. What? He wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing that. His whole shtick, Beck. His whole shtick was, his whole shtick was, you know, that's the way white people will do you. His whole shtick was, Uh, well, the police act stupidly. That's not what woke is. No, that, woke that's the... is that you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to offend anyone. You got to have 15 bathrooms um, for different uh, ethnicities. I mean, it, that's what woke is. Obama is a is a. I think he's a socialist guy. 
I think he is, but he, if he isn't, he's very close. That was his whole thing. That was it. Get money to the people who don't have any, and that's why the economy tanked. Man, I just oh, don't understand. Oh. No, I just, I'm just thinking. I just he I wasn't just, a cultural left wing. That's little... all he was. No, no his wife no, no. on his wife on that's the campaign. That's not him, oh. Michelle. All right, I'll give you Michelle. Everything's about race. I got it. But for him, it wasn't quite that do you way. Have Pat, because... Do you have the Michelle Obama on the campaign trail? Mm-hmm. Because Barack knows. Barack knows. Listen, listen to this. This is when she was taken off of the campaign trail. Listen. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. That's what wokeness He's talking is. About race. He's, He's talking, talking about, about race. our history and our traditions. In the context of race. Well, I'm trying to figure out uh, what we're going through right now, because I, I know it wasn't happening that way uh, a, few, a few years ago uh, before he got in. It, it wasn't this diametrically opposed on race and everything else. and Chelsea Clinton, who co-wrote the book of Gutsy Women. Um, Hillary, I have to ask you a question that has been plaguing me for a while. How did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> because you, you, you're not in power, but you have all the power. I, I really need to understand how you do what you do. Because you seem to be behind everything nefarious and yet you do not use it to become president. <laughs> what is the game plan? <laughs> well, Trevor. What is, what, but honestly, though, what does it feel like being the boogeyman of the rights? Mm. Well, it's, it's a constant surprise to me. <laughs> um, because the things they say, and now, of course, it's on steroids with uh, being online, uh, are so ridiculous beyond any imagination that I could have, and yet they uh-huh. are so persistent in putting forth these crazy uh, ideas and theories. Honestly, I don't know what I ever did to get them so upset. Oh, oh my gosh. Just like, Stop. Oh. We could, we could, we could clear, clarify that for her if she wanted. <laughs> uh, Bill, the likelihood that Hillary Clinton did off Jeffrey Epstein with her own hands. Uh, the likelihood of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1%. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I forgot we were on the air. Okay. (laughs) So wait a minute. I do want to ask you a serious question on this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Michael Baden um, Mm. said that it's more likely that he died of a homicide than a suicide. Mm. Um, uh, He's not the first to say, but he's the one who examined now. um, The New York chief medical examiner said it was definitely suicide. But this guy says, and he's respected. No, there's three bones in there that are usually not broken by hanging yourself. It's yeah. very common with homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm not a doctor. I know this guy likes publicity. I don't believe a word of it. Um, I know people in the Bureau of Prisons. 
Um, it's inconceivable that this would happen, but, you know, people like batting that stuff around. You are no fun. Yeah, I'm not a lot of fun. I'll no, tell you that. Really... But here's a here's a uh, astute observation from me. Mm-hmm. Who has more in common with Donald Trump than any other politician in the country? Hillary Clinton. Because they're both maligned to the point of caricature. And Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and remember, remember, I sat behind Hillary and Bill Clinton at Marla Maples Donald Trump's wedding. I sat behind them. All right. And they couldn't have been more buddy buddy. And this is in the United States of Trump, the book you so love. All right. It's in there. And now, if there's one soulmate, in the political arena for Donald Trump, it's her. Isn't that ironic? It is, and it is a good. It is a good part of the book. Uh, you, me, the president, and a dog named Boo uh, by Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill, let me let me ask let me ask you this. Saw I saw a story. I have never seen any any yeah. religious person say anything like this before. Pope Francis, quote, it's an honor to be attacked by American conservatives. I didn't see that. Can you give me the context of it? He said on Wednesday, it was an honor to be attacked by the U.S. church conservatives and their Catholic media allies who have criticized him on issues from theology to climate change and even called for his uh, resignation. Yeah. Well, there's a movie coming out um, about... Uh, the two popes, I think the name of it is. It'll be out before Christmas. And Anthony Hopkins plays one of the popes, and uh, somebody famous plays the other. And it's about the handoff from Pope Benedict, a conservative German pope, to um, Pope Francis, a liberal Argentinian. Um, I like Pope Francis. I watched him up close, and he is a good man. But he is a very liberal theologian, very liberal. And that makes conservative Catholics crazy, crazy. Um, and so I understand the ire toward Pope Francis. But as a Catholic, I think Pope Francis is a good man, even though I don't, just, I don't agree with his liberal theology in the sense that well, I mean, it's, I think we have to have borders. We have to have. Well, but wait, 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 wait. Yeah. It, but I think for the very first time, I could ask the question: Is the Pope Catholic? And not everybody could answer that question. Yeah, he's Catholic. He's just. He said that Jesus. Jesus if you believe in the Trinity, he said Jesus wasn't God for uh, uh, while he was here on Earth for thirty-three years. Now, if you believe in the Trinity. But did we not it, it, have God for 33 years? Where, where did God go? Hiatus. <laughs> okay. Look, all of this is out of context. It's like the New Testament. Most of the New Testament is a parable. He's not, he's not saying this. He's, and this is what Francis does. So... Now, look, I don't want to get into Catholic theology, but there's a difference between what the Pope does and what the religion is. All right, We have had Popes throughout history that have been so corrupt 
They had 18 wives. They, you know, I mean, <laughs> just look at them. Started wars, looted countries. I mean, there's a theology, and the theology, I believe, is very, very strong. But then there's an institution, and the institution is not. All right. But, Let right. me, uh, you and I, boy, we said, I, yeah. I mean, we're shaking apart here. We're shaking apart. Our friendship is shaking apart here. No, back. Oh, no. no, as, no as it's... a Christian man, you have to forgive me. <laughs> okay, so, Bill, last one. Elizabeth yes. Warren. Oh, I love her, don't yeah. you? Oh, she's mm. great. She's you great. You know what? Yeah. I, I think I've uncovered a, a videotape of Elizabeth Warren on American Bandstand. It looks just like her. Um, Dick Clark is interviewing her uh, about uh, the dog named Boo song that you <laughs> really, <laughs> really. Yeah. So um, what she, do you want to know about she just she just came out and said, uh, "What is it? Fifty six or fifty four? Fifty two. Fifty three million <laughs> trillion. Um, yeah, but trillion. I mean, uh, trillion. What, yeah. what difference does it make at that yeah, point? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but what people don't know. Is Bernie and uh, and Elizabeth to pay for Medicare for all are willing to sell California to China, and that uh, they already the uh, money uh, yeah. too late. <laughs> 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 That's already been done. They sold the coastlines too yeah, late. But, but but they're so simpatico now. It's not a even yeah. uh, you know. You don't even know. Just come in, mm. pay the fifty trillion for it, and uh, everybody's happy. Okay, so t- today, as things yeah. stand today, who's going to be the nominee? Biden. Still, Biden's really, be the nominee as it stands today. If Biden, huh. okay, if they can wake him know. up, all right, he sleeps late. Um, he he'll get it because they know the socialists are going to lose. They being the power brokers within the Democratic Party. So and, I don't understand. They know this. They know But yet they're they standing they're on it. They're doing everything. They're standing on it every day. They don't reject it. They, they embrace it until they have to actually get Americans to vote. What, the, yeah, what is their strategy? Here's the strategy. They believe by pandering to these far, far left people, these socialist people. They're getting younger people engaged in the Democratic Party. That's number one. All the younger people who want to be socialists, don't want to work, just want to get everything handed to them, they're going to be committed Democrats. They also believe, and this is a mistake, that minorities like this, they don't. Uh, I, I don't believe that Hispanic Americans and African Americans are socialists. No. Younger Americans, yes. I do believe that. Absolutely. So and also the media loves socialism. They love it until socialism comes to their door. Then they don't like it so much. And so the Democratic Party, they're playing this game. They're going, okay, we can recruit using this stuff. We can do this. But then when it comes crunch time at the convention, they're going to wheel out Joe. And I think literally wheel him out. All right. And he'll be waving one hand. He can't do two at once. Um, and he'll be there with that big grin, and uh, Hunter will be uh, Secretary of State. It's wow. going to work out. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to work great. out. All right, go ahead and plug the uh, pamphlet United or something. United States of Trump, yeah. Gangbusters. Uh, I, I actually am running commercials where Glenn Beck says it's the greatest book that he's ever read with the exception of the Cele- Bible. Celebrity okay. voice impersonated. Yes. And uh, BillOReilly.com. We really, we're opening it up for everybody this weekend, so you don't have to pay. 
uh, to see my impeachment coverage yesterday, which I think was one of the best things I've ever done. Wow. So go to BillOReilly.com. Go to the Blaze. <laughs> you know, don't waste your time this weekend on foolish football. Get knowledge. All right. Bill, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Free weekend right, at BillOReilly.com. Good talking to you. Have a good week. Yeah. weekend. All right. Conventional wisdom says that you should either sell or buy a house. There's a couple of things uh, I want to play some audio. Here is uh, here is Adam Schiff uh, in audio how he feels about impeaching Donald Trump. Just listen to this. We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry. (laughs) But neither do we shrink from it. Yeah. I don't think anybody believes that. (laughs) I don't think your wife, your mother, no one believes that one way. Uh, Here is a state lawmaker talking about miscarriage this is Representative Wendy Ullman of Pennsylvania. Listen to this. It refers specifically to the product of conception after fertilization, which covers an awful lot of territory. I think we all understand the concept of the loss of a fetus, but we're also talking about a woman who comes into the, a facility and is having cramps and the not to be... Not to be callous, concrete, mm-hmm. an early miscarriage is just some mess on a, on a napkin. And I'm oh not my. sure people would agree that this oh. is something that we want to take to wow. the point of ritual, wow. uh, either cremation or internment. Oh, wow. Wow, is that despicable? Evil. M- miscarriage is just a mess on a napkin. I cannot believe that a woman said that. I know. That is yeah. that's a woman who obviously doesn't know any other women that have had miscarriages. Right. I mean, sounds like a woman who's never been pregnant. Oh my gosh. To say that she, yeah, you lost a fetus. No. No, I didn't lose a fetus. Lost a baby that was uh growing in the womb. Wow, that's Pretty despicable, but that's how far they've come. I know. And they, I was just going to say, I can't imagine. Now. I can't imagine that woman being reelected. But then again, today, mm, maybe, 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 probably, maybe, in fact, yeah, maybe people don't mm-hmm. feel this way anymore. I, I don't have any idea. Uh, one last. Do we have uh, a minute thirty here that we could play the um, the judicial pick of Lawrence Van Dyke in the Senate hearing um, when? One of the senators is questioning him about his political letter from the American Bar Association that accuses him of ineptitude and also discrimination against LGBT. Listen. Did you, did you say that you wouldn't be fair to members of the LGBT community? Senator, I, that, was, um, that was the part of the letter. I did not say that. Look at what look at what people are doing to people. Mm-hmm. 
I apologize. It's all right. Sorry. No, I did not say that. I do not believe that. It is a fundamental belief of mine that all people are created in the image of God. They should all be treated with dignity and respect. Senator. Can you commit to, today to, to this committee that you will treat, if, if confirmed, that you would treat every litigant who, who came before you with respect and with dignity? Absolutely, Senator. I would not have allowed myself to be nominated for this position if I did not think I could do that. Including members of the LGBT community and, and any other community that has been historically disadvantaged in this country? Absolutely, Senator. Wow. What an insulting question. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is just coming because of politics. Look at what we are doing to people. How are you ever going to get anyone decent to go through this, mm. this process to be able to lead us? How are you ever going to do it? It's got to stop. Listening to Glenn Beck. 